Now is your time to play. Ladies and gentlemen, to the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views. I caramba. Are amazing. I am your moderator, B. Jones, and this week I'm joined by the intern, J. Dace. What's happening, bro? What's going on, man? It's a uh, you know, beautiful day in the neighborhood. Beautiful day to be neighbors. I got mesmerized on the intro by the lion back there, man. I, I look at it every so often, you know, when we're doing a podcast, and I'm like, damn, I want one of those. Oh, yeah. Put it on the wall for the Leos. It's, Leo uh, it's, it's hard to read the text right there, but what it says is, uh, hey, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> it says, uh, darkness is simply an opportunity for you one to, dis- to discover just how brightly they can shine. One more time. Darkness is simply an opportunity for one to discover just how brightly they can shine. That's amazing, man, especially how that ties in uh, so much to the topic for the day. Oh, go ahead and uh, work. Uh, can you can you bring your volume up a little bit while I go ahead and introduce these other two guys? Oh, excuse me. Test, test. Mic check. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There it is. We back up and rolling. Babies. <laughs> Frisco Freezy. What's happening with you, baby? Oh. You know, we out here, lost don't stop, nobody's shining, you know what I mean? Put that light all the way up here, we out here, we doing it, we excited, <laughs> we still happening. Y'all better believe it, Crypto Fresh. <sighs> yeah, man, make sure y'all get on it, Crypto Fresh on the YouTube channel, man. Get your Bitcoins, your Litecoins, your Eurythriums, and... It's going up! All that other uh, crazy cryptocurrency game, get it all the way up with Crypto Fresh. Hey, 10K, 10K Bit- Bitcoins hit 10K today. 10k. Last I just looked at it, it was at like 1200, but it, it fluctuates every hour. Boy, that thing stay moving. It hit 10k today. If that you in, amazing. You up right now? Easy, yeah. Coach K. We on you, baby. What's going on? Everybody else got all close to the camera and the <laughs> mic and everything, so I'm gonna get close too. <laughs> I'm good, man. What's going on with you? How you doing? That's, I'm good, man. I'm happy to be here, man. How was everybody's Thanksgiving? Fantastic. It was good, man. Busy? Busy? Uh, Yeah. What would you have going on, Kay? Uh, 28 people in in my house. You guys been to my house? Yeah. Hey, you got a big enough house for that, though, man. That's a nice place. You know, you can definitely host a a few holidays this season. (laughs) Yeah, but it didn't help that it was raining. Like, it rained Mm -hmm. all day, nonstop. So... The 14 children that were in the house, they couldn't go <laughs> well, y'all had and, bur- and burn that 50% off. 50% of them were children? Yes. That was amazing. You got a big backyard? Yeah, you matter. know, the backyard it opens up to the golf course. It doesn't but you matter how big the backyard is because they was inside because they couldn't get wet. Exactly. Oh, that's horrible. Exactly. But it was good, though, man. You know what I'm saying? We had a huge feast. Uh, Wendy went all in with multiple menu items. You know, I chimed in with some, some, uh, some wings, and I think I did two racks of ribs. Um, so yeah, it was pretty cool, man. You know what the real question is, though? What's the real question? Did y'all play tip off? Man, I was trying to get us organized to play tip off, and it never worked out, man. Just because, you know, look, every Thanksgiving, people are always late. <laughs> You know, you tell them it's going to start at a certain time. They don't show up at that time. <laughs> right? And, like, everybody that came was from out of town. Why these jokers was all at least two hours early? Wow. Yes. They trying to get that food, man. You know what I'm saying? They heard Carol was on the grill. Wendy was on the kitchen. We got to get that good uh, good plates going on right now. You posted them Instagram videos about what you're going to the meat meat to sis. <laughs> I got a question though about the meat sis. How them ribs turned out? The ribs turned out amazing, man. There was only there was only one thing, so I got to do it again. Um, but uh, if you get them to about two oh five, that's when the fat melts mm. and it just mm. into the meat. So the fat and the collagen just goes away. So All over her body, right? <laughs> so. I never got to 205. I got to 175, which mm-hmm. at, at 145, it's edible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a little rare, but um, no, nah, man, it turned out amazing, man. I, I actually had to, I see why they do beef short ribs mm-hmm. um, at restaurants now because those ribs are so big. They They're like, even, 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 even when I cut them, like, you couldn't eat one rib because it was so much like meat. Fred Flintstone. 
Right. So I had to cut the meat off of the rib bones and then cut that up. Make some slices. Right. Yep. Exactly. Hey, is it just me or Fresh got like an ad lib for everything? <laughs> <laughs> Don't be mad. I'm co-signing everything today. I'm hype. Hey, 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 listen, man. If you if you join the brothers in smoke, you, you would understand. Yes, sir. Wh- wh- why he's ad libbing? Because there, there's like four or five of us that mm-hmm. all that all grill at some point. Grill so, masters. Yeah, shout Still out to the shout out shout out to uh, the Shiznit Kitchen and Brothers in Smoke. Yeah, Brothers in Smoke. <laughs> shout out to uh, to uh, Dre Palmer, Bubba Brava. Yes, sir. We are gonna Bring be that. bringing them on, talking about that sauce real soon, real soon. Hey man, that sauce is life, bro. I think uh, you made them wings up here for the Christmas party, right? Yep. Yeah, man, that Guava Brava is life, man. We need that. I need that in my yeah. kitchen. So we actually got. He's actually got a new sauce. Uh, It's a hot sauce. Uh, What's the name of that one? E. That is guava brava. That one is guava brava hava. Guava brava brava, hava. (laughs) Oh, guava brava hava. It's guava brava hot, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, hot. There it is. There it is. And for our Hispanic following, it is guava brava caliente. Si, papito. Can't wait to have Dre on the show, man. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. We got a great show lined up for you. We're going to be in the first part of our four-part series leading up to the 50th show for the 13th floor, man. We're going to be getting... Oh, that that is crazy. Like, 50 shows in. It's amazing. We're going to get there. Curtis Jackson. We're going to get there. But yeah, man, first part, man, we're going to be talking about defining who you are. Um, Before we jump all the way into that discussion, man, you know, we got to go and see how about them canes. You know, we talk about them when they're doing great. We had a big loss this past weekend. The rankings just came out for the college football playoff. We ended up at number seven. That's pretty much right where I thought we would be. Um, Kicked in the face and dropped to the ground. Yeah, man, it's uh, that's what happens when you lose to an unranked uh, opponent that came in and just seemed a lot more hungry than you were going into that game, man. I thought we, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know if it was Rick trying to hide some stuff as far as the offense is concerned, knowing that we had to play Clemson in the ACC game. Uh, but it is what it is, man. It's a loss. And at the end of the day, we still control our own destiny, man. And I think that's the most important thing out of that situation because if we do win out, we win this ACC game. We're pretty much guaranteed a spot in the playoff. Uh, but before we uh, get all the way into UM, Jay Dace, man, you should be uh, pretty hyped being that you're from Wisconsin because they got a pretty good shot at getting in that playoff as well, man. I know you ain't big on college football, but I just thought I'd throw that out there for you. No, I appreciate that a lot, man. You know, I'm going to pass it back because, like I said, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, you I just even, broke him off. Like, oh, they man, are. Following yeah, my man, number 72, I can't tell oh, no, I don't know nobody on the team now. I just know that they winning and they haven't lost yet. And if they go up oh, against Ohio State just, and get that win. You just informed them that they have a team. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm there. I'm there that much. You know, you stop there, but I am there. But bringing it back to the Canes, man. Man, uh, man number seventy-two. You called out an uh, offensive lineman. <laughs> That's your boy. Bringing it, bringing it back to the Canes. Man. So we lost this past weekend, man. It was very, very upsetting. But um, there's a, a huge lesson, especially when we talk about defining who we are. And obviously, man. We don't want that loss or that setback define who we are this season, especially when we look at all of the adversity that we've overcome. I mean, Miami, you know, you look at the sanctions and everything we overcome. First 10-win season and I don't know, probably, what, five, six, seven years? Who knows? But yeah, it's a good amount of time. Look, the biggest thing is, is that at the end of the day, we still canes. And even throughout that time, that drought of us being on top and winning – um, you know, we never stopped supporting our team. Not at all. We we never stopped or we never became ashamed of our our school that we went to. You know, there's a lot of other schools out there that's just like, come on, man, y'all don't even open your mouth right now to like say anything to us. And I and like you said, I think the key is this is the defining moment, right? So like your pitfall doesn't define you. It's what you do after the pitfall. Exactly. 
and ain't about to go down. <laughs> hey, that was pretty good, man. That was pretty good. I see you always on your toes. But exactly, man. And then, like, you talked about a lot of the people outside talking or who don't really have a right to open their mouths, but decide to anyway. And that plays right into society, man, and the societal pressures that we all kind of take on when it comes to defining who we are, right? Because, I mean, look at it, a lot of, you know, who we kind of latch ourselves on to be when we talk about ourselves and who we are comes from the outside influences. And... Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and you're correct. And again, going back to the program, there, there are... There are two people right now the players and the coaches that they now have an opportunity to show who they are through their resiliency and their ability to rebound so hey as the coach now is your time to go in there and explain to these players that hey yeah we had one loss that doesn't change our whole season and the rest of the season that we have left we can still come out of this and be on top if we focus, that is over. That is the past. It is gone. Now we get to show people who we are and can we handle the adversity and all of the the criticism that's now going to come, right? Because the criticism is now that we lost. Everybody wants to talk. Um, <laughs> so, Mark, yeah, Rick? It's the, it's the, yeah, it's the, um, it, once somebody is finally slapped, you know, the, the I don't want to say the bully because we've always been the underdog, but once they, you know, you finally get that punch that, you know makes you bleed your own blood it's a different it's a different reality you know we finally got that loss of course it would have been amazing to go you know undefeated but that loss hopefully is that awakening call it's hopefully that you know all right you know, let's get back to reality we need to stick to the things that we are doing i think personally i think a lot of it was more so based on not taking pittsburgh as serious as they've taken every team up to date and kind of looking at it like, hey, they've had so much success. I'm sure they've um, have especially enjoyed so much success, especially being in Miami. That I think that it's uh, it was a case of you know enjoying too much, not sticking necessarily to everything as stringently as, as they had done in the past. Because again, Pittsburgh was an unranked opponent. That no matter what, if you're on top, you will um, tend to you know go to sleep after after you know a while of being such a, a a force especially when we've been considered the underdog our whole season and then now it was that last game that all of a sudden we got that slap in the face but hopefully yeah. it's come and, back to reality and, well it's not just going back to reality because if if i'm the coach i'm going in the locker room and i'm getting the whole team together team meeting i'm asking you okay how many football players do i have here Mm. Right, because the reality is anybody can be a football player. Being a football player doesn't mean that you're going to be a champion, that you're going to be a winner. Because that's what I really want to see: how many winners and how many champions do I have in here? You just so happen to put on a football uniform, so now is the time. And then for the coach, anybody can be a coach. You don't have to be a winning coach. And you know, it's funny. But can you be a motivator? Can you get people past that? that hurdle. Rozier had a horrible game. That was really <laughs> if you really look at it like he was so off, it was insane. Like there were there were so many passes that were wide open players and mm-hmm. I mean he was just throwing it in the oddest positions ever. I don't know if he was secretly injured. I don't know if uh the week before it had the stroke if that was getting to you like nah he was just out he was off night yeah. just nah, just he, off night he picked he picked the right he picked the wrong time to have that game because the even in the, yeah he, i mean not necessarily the wrong time because if we were gonna lose that was probably the best position from where we are best now because we can still down. get into the acc championship and still get into the playoff but he just had an off night and it happens. I mean, you yeah. see it. Every player comes to that point. And I want to go back to something that you said earlier when it came to defining success, because now we're at a position where people outside of the team or outside of the U are starting to have these success measurements that we are supposed to live up to. And how many times does that happen to you inside of, or in your life where you're looking 
to define yourself based on someone else's success measurement. So if you look at Miami going into the season, the success measurement was to get past seven or eight wins, to get that first 10-win season. Okay, we started winning games, little margins. We was a, what, heart attack you for, for a minute there. But then now you have the national championship implications. The U is back. So now you have the people, because we're playing up to some sort of great type of caliber, now we're only successful if we get into the playoff and if we win a championship. And I personally don't believe that to be the case. And I'm pretty sure that these guys don't believe that to be the case either. One, because you're taking it one game at a time. You know what I'm saying? Our success measurement is getting past this next opponent. But not only that, the season will not be at a loss if for some insane, crazy aligning of the stars and Clemson somehow figures out a way to beat us this coming Saturday. No, the season absolutely will not be at a loss because when we decided that we were going to step foot on that field this year, we already had goals and what we wanted to achieve. And so when we're talking about people in their general lives and you're talking about defining who you are, sometimes you got to kind of block out those societal pressures and those societal, um, I guess, takes on what is successful and define your measurement of success and make sure that you're attaining that. Not only because it makes the goal that much more attainable, but you don't want to set, um, I guess, you know, lofty goals or unrealistic things. But at the same time, you want to continue to push yourself. But you don't want that outside influence. You want to be able to to grasp it and say, yes, this is what I want to do. That way, you, you kind of have more control over your destiny. You kind of feel where I'm coming from? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think it's not that you don't want the outside influence, but you don't want your course or your level of achievement to be defined by outside. Yeah, I think that's that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And again, I'm I'm not I'm not in the locker room. I don't know. I don't really know Coach Rick that well, um, if at all. Basically, uh, <laughs> hey, I just to be honest, bro. I mean, <laughs> listen, we 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 know a lot of university people from University of Miami. I can say, look, I don't I don't know Coach Rick. I never met him. Uh, there's other people that we've met. But I don't know what his thought process is, his mindset, how he gets them ready, how he got them ready for the season. Like, what did he tell them success was going to be mm-hmm. um, at the beginning of the season? So you're absolutely right. If he told them that success is a championship, then we're probably going to lose the rest of the season mm-hmm. because, because they're, they think that that one loss is going to, that's it, it's over. Um, they're already thinking about next season. But if he's a good coach and he's going to be a great coach um then you're absolutely right he went to the team and said hey what do you guys want to determine success is for this season and that would be what i constantly drill the team with look at fresh hanging out with rick see is that that's my guy you know you know i that's know people guy. that know him haters say was that was going on a tour, a campus. I took uh, my daughter and one of my best friends. Um, he brought his family too. That we went and took a tour of the campus. And by chance, <clears throat> going by my old dorms, shout out to Mahoney Pearson. We saw uh, him just walking around campus. And I mean, he was, he was cooler than the fan. I gotta say, really friendly, real down to earth, real cool. Uh, especially for, you know, six people just running up on him. Um, and two of them being, you know, black males who were excited. <laughs> he seemed real cool. And, awesome. and one of them being probably a fanatic. Like, yeah. <laughs> my, my, my best and friend. And I'm not Eric talking is, about fresh. Yeah, my best friend is, 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 yeah. He didn't even get to graduate, but he lives vicariously through me. Like, he, he is all about the you wholeheartedly. Easy. Another thing I think is important about this time or this moment in time is the fact that we're going to get to watch this team actually show that they're growing up. And I think one thing that me and Carol talked about, especially when it comes to defining yourself, is the uh, two phrases. You know, we always talk about what you want to be when you grow up, right? You hear that all the time as an adolescent. But we, you know, through our discussion, and we'll get into it here, but we want to look towards more of finding out who you want to be when you grow up. And that goes back to Carol when he made the football player versus the champion reference, the uh, the coach versus the motivator, the leader reference. So we get to watch that happen. And I think that's something amazing because when we actually define 
who it is that we want to be, then you get to the what aspect of it. So I'm going to go ahead and pass it on to Carol and you can go ahead and uh, elaborate on that. Uh, you did a pretty good job, but really, if you think about when you look at parents or if you think back to when we were younger, people would always come up to you and be like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? As opposed to who do you want to be? Because if you determine who you want to be, then everything else lines up from there. I, I use um, I use the iPhone X as an example. So people know that they want a new phone and the iPhone X is out, it's a thousand dollars. Well, if you're not a tech person, why would you go spend a thousand dollars on this cell phone? Just to say, I have this cell phone because it's a what that you're chasing as opposed to, okay, well, who am I? Now, what lines up with that? There might be a $200 phone that lines up with who you are. If you're not gonna use half of the features of the phone, why spend that money? But we spend- being comfortable with the $200 phone though. Correct. We we spend so much time crafting our lives around what, what we want, what we want to achieve, as opposed to let me figure out who I am and then I'm going to formulate life around who I am. Right, man. I got a perfect example of that, man. I started reading this book, uh, Black Privilege by, <laughs> I'm going to use his government, Leonard McKelvey. Uh, great book. Definitely should pick it up uh, if you're in Barnes and Noble or even on Amazon. But there's a we'll, point in this book. We'll help you because it's not listed <laughs> under his government name. It is uh, listed under his uh, I don't it know, stays now. Persona. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Charlemagne the God. Charlemagne the God, man. Excellent book thus far, man. I'm about 100 pages in or so. But um, there's a point in this book, and there's several lessons uh, along this. I mean, you got the societal aspect of it, but I, and I get, I'll get to that point. But there's a point in this book where Charlemagne, if you know him or you, you listen to him on the radio, this guy is honest 125% of the time. Like, he's going to speak his mind, his opinion. If you like it, great. If you don't, great. I don't care. But he's going to let you know how he feels 100% of the time. And there's a point in his adolescence where he does just that to, I think, an older kid. And the older kid basically beats the snot out of him. Right. And after that, you know, he's sitting on the curb. He's crying. He's frustrated and angry because he's got the piss beat out of him for speaking his mind on this older kid. But then as he goes through those emotions and he starts to, you know, think about the situation, he was like, but I was honest. I was truthful. I was myself. And he talks about that specific moment in the book, defining himself as to why he is the way he is to this day. He's never held a punch. He's never um, not told anybody, you know, or given them the straight talk that they deserve and it was that moment in time that kind of he he figured out who he was like this is me unapologetically and I'm going to continue to be that you know throughout life and then as he go grows older he starts out as a smart kid you know a nerd by you know some descriptions he had he had a fanny pack wore glasses very intelligent but he had outside pressures outside influences his cousins and his father who led a little bit more of a checkered life. They lived in the streets a little bit more and he didn't align with them. And so they give him a hard time about it all the time. So much so that it got to a point where he was like, forget it. I can't live the life that I want to live. I'm just going to conform to the pressures that are around me. Now, granted, that's a lot to take on as a young man, but he did it and it kind of set him off of the right path that you know he probably would have stayed on had it not been for him uh falling victim to those society to uh, those pressures or those outside influences so it goes to say man like when you when you find yourself um especially as an older adult and you can make those decisions and not be under so much pressure you kind of want to pay attention to that you kind of want to live that life but i i i think Finding yourself as an older adult means you've probably wasted a good portion of your life Mm -hmm. because there are some things that you have invested in and some things that you have um, 
put a certain level of priority on that may not have been priorities or worth investing in. Right. You make mistakes. Like it's the, the learning lessons of life because you've gotten off of that path. Right. However, um, I, I do think that, and it's because of parenting, again, um, parents want the best for you. Uh, they want to try to uh, stir you and direct you towards what they think is going to be good for you. Not realizing that, well, I'm not, I'm not you. So what was good for you may not be the best thing for my future self. And that's something that as a parent now, I'm trying to think. So like in my head, I give you an example. Uh, everybody knows I hate mayonnaise. I detest mayonnaise. I don't even have it in my house. But for my son, I can't just deny him the chance of tasting mayonnaise. He may decide that, hey, he loves it um, and maybe become, you know, some type of extraordinary with the mayonnaise. Who knows? But sandwich maker. He'll be a sandwich artist. (laughs) I, I, I use that as a, you know, a very easy, simple example. But how many things are there out that your parents try not to get you? Like, I remember... You know, when I played JV football, I didn't really go on the varsity because my mom was just like, oh, I had a dream that your your, cr- your chest was going to get crushed. Mm-hmm. What? Like, who <laughs> who gets their chest crushed playing football? A you a boy, people. shut up. No more. <laughs> <laughs> right? So there's just certain things. Like, even if, hey, I wasn't going to become some star athlete, but there may have been some lessons that I would have learned had I continued to play. Mm-hmm that may have shaped me, right? So uh, one of the things that that I was always told um, leaving the house, whether it be by my grandmother or uh, my mom, and it's funny, I always talk about the things that my grandmother would say. I never really talk about what my mom would say, but my grandmother always used to say, um, you can do anything that you put your mind to. My mom would say, go out and be a leader. So leadership has been something that's been ingrained in me from early. And I also ran track. Um, I was half decent at track, but the the bigger thing for me with track was that I went from never running organized to having to learn how to run the 400, run, run the 800, run a little bit of the 200. Um, and early in the season, you know, always coming up last, didn't have the stamina to really do it. Um, but by the end of the season, hey, I was scoring points. For the team overall um and i remember in in our in our banquet at the end when i got my letter um the coach said hey i want to bring up the heart and soul of this team because this guy came out and gave us 110 percent every single day um and he just set the tone like everybody knew hey he wasn't going to be number one in the race but when we needed him most he he emerged and because of his work ethic uh, the rest of us around him knew that we couldn't slack off. So just an example of, okay, I got to go through my whole track season and went back. That leadership has always been there and that's immersed. So look, I wasn't a track runner. I was a leader. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a football player, but I was still a leader on the field because everybody knew, look, whatever it is we're supposed to do, I'm going to do it, even if I'm not good at it. And I think that's the thing that a lot of people miss out on and they get discouraged by because you're chasing what and you're not good at what is trying to get you to that result. You totally miss who you actually are and the lesson that you were supposed to receive. And when you go to things now like the millennial problem, well, the millennial problem is because our younger generation has a disconnect from our older generation because the way that the older generation expressed who they were, or in some cases, the way they want, they went after what they wanted, our younger generation is more, uh, identity is a priority for them. Mm-hmm. So I can't show you value. I can't add value to you because your identity is very high on your priority list. That what? you're not so much concerned with because you want to be an individual, mm-hmm. which is what we all should be an individual. And I think that they're on the right track. So Jay Dace, you're on the right track, no matter what, you know, we say and how we clown and joke, 
you're on the right track. And I always try to encourage you to figure out, hey, who are you? Yeah, I know what you want to do. But once you figure out who you are, it's going to be so much easier for you to do the things that you set your mind to. And really and truly, look, that's the issue that we're facing as society right now. Those societal pressures are expired pressures. You can't continue to go after people with that same pressure trying to get results. It is time to change the way that you inspire people to get results. I think that, um, like, I'm hearing a lot of talk of societal pressure, but I think that, like, what we try to do is, like, the goal is, like you said, of being an individual. We like to be an individual within a crowd. Like, that's that's our awesome <laughs> goal. We, like, we love, to see, you know, we love to have that uniqueness. But I think that, like, really, if we really look at it, we are really a crowd within an individual. Like, there's, there's, we didn't really become who we are or do the things that we do by our own. Like, some of it is, right? But we didn't learn we didn't teach ourselves how to eat you know what i mean we didn't teach ourselves how to uh you know like as far as eating a pie from the from the front end to the back because across the across the water they would eat their pie from the back end to the front so you know what i mean so i think that embracing what the what is given to us like how you know like you you were told all the time okay that you could do anything you put your mind to and um, that you know go out and be a leader like that's something that you took in you, but you also took in the fact that the that the, that your mom said some of the checks came in, so maybe you shouldn't have received them. You know what I mean? Well, so so let's go back. So I I don't want to um, totally say that hey, parenting is all off and just let your child do what they <laughs> want to do from day one. There are some certain basic fundamentals that do require that that box that lane. Uh, But then at a certain point, and I think for each child, it's going to be different because for each person, it's different. There's a point where you're no longer getting on the entrance to the highway that's multiple lanes. Mm -hmm. And you have to allow them to now pick a lane. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like to me, it's almost like you have to have a filter, if I'm understanding. That's exactly what I'm about to say. You have that filter. You you have to have a filter, but but, I think it is the responsibility of the parent. And, and this is where I'm not trying to tell people how to parent. I'm new at it. But I think that there is a responsibility to recognize early on what your child's talents kind of are, right? Absolutely. So, Jay, let's, let's, let, let's take you, Jay. So what types of things did you like to do when you were a child? I asked you because it wasn't that long ago for you based compared <laughs> to everybody else. So you probably still remember. Um, I mean, yeah, I was into like... I was into Pokemon, Power Rangers, okay. I mean, Digimon. Okay, let's stop there. So what did you like about Pokemon, Pop, Pokemon, Power Rangers, and Digimon? Uh, the action. You like the, the action? Definitely. The, the fights. You know what the I mean? Fights. The fights. Mm-hmm. Blowing up. Mm-hmm. Like that, yeah. Okay, let's keep going. What What else were you into? I, I, I love the fact that they have powers. Like, I just felt like, I always looked at myself like, you know, them like I was supposed to be a person with power like you know like I was bigger than where I was mm-hmm, it, it, mm-hmm. like an escape from my it's like my it's, it's escape I guess yeah definitely from where I was in in, in reality I was mm-hmm. a man on the totem pole I didn't have the clothes I didn't have the girls I didn't have the looks at the time the body so watching them you know they're serious like I like, say I'm modeling now baby <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's night and day it is night and day but um, but wait a minute! Don't don't, don't 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 say it's night and day yet, because I'm gonna show you that it's all it's all day. Okay. You think it's night and day, but I'm gonna show you how it's all day. So, as you grow older, what type of hobbies? What type of things did you participate in when you were in school? Oh, um, so like I was part of the step team in high school, tennis team. Uh, I joined football as like in like elementary, something like that. It was like a, you know, not part of school, but it was. Mm-hmm. I joined that. Um, I was into drawing, art, you know, artwork, stuff like that. Okay, let's talk about drawing and artwork. What 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 type of drawing and artwork did you like to do? Um, cartoons. Cartoons. That was, that was pretty much what I did. I did draw Johnny Cochran one time. It was, it was dope. Okay. <laughs> it was pretty sweat. But, nice. Um, but yeah. And why did you like drawing those types of things? Uh, I think going back to like I said, man. Um, I feel like it was me pulling me, pull, like really thinking about it now that you're asking these questions, it was me um, 
it was where I shine. It was, it was something that I was able to do and I was able to do well and I was able to show it off. So, uh, like I said, I wasn't necessarily shining in other areas. So I enjoyed to do, right. to do that. Okay, what do you do now as an adult? This is just the last one. What do you, what do, you do as an adult now? Uh, right now, I'm an aspiring motivational speaker. I mean, that's okay, but that's but let's 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 talk more of your 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 daily activity. Oh, uh, daily? Uh, yeah, I, I go. I wake up, go to work. I'm at the gym. I go yeah. What what type of work do you do? I work at um, pediatric. <laughs> we're at a pediatric. Uh, right, center. right. Is it pretty busy? Yeah, yeah. Stay busy. Yeah, stay busy all the time, right? From time you get in, it's, it's go, right? All right, all right, so let me show you your common thread that's going through all of that. Your common thread from you being a young child all the way to now is you like action and you like to be constantly moving and knowing that you're contributing towards something or that you're helping people manifest a power. You see what I'm saying? He did it to me a couple of days ago and I thought it was pretty amazing. So that that's always, you're not that guy that just wants to be sitting there. You you want to, okay, what do you want to do? Okay, let's, let's get to it. Let's make it happen, right? You had a show called Go, We Live, right? And it went from thought to action like that because as soon as it was dropped on you, like, oh yeah, 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 let's do that. And without trying to plan it or anything, you guys jumped in, hey, let's do it. And then you tried to figure out the details later. Right. So you're always a person of action. And when somebody comes to you with something, you don't just want to sit on it and think you want to start doing stuff. I hate it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Don't come to me with no problems if you're not trying to, you know, let's work on it. If you're not trying to do something about it, let's work on it. Let let, let me let me show you. Yo, I'll solve it. You know what I mean? Let me let me do something about it. Right. Let me do something about it. Right. Everything I come to you with and I say, hey, this is what I need. You're on it. So you are a person of action and that's what you like to motivate people to do. You want them to take action on oh their dreams God. and their steps. How much, how much you charge for this? I feel like I owe you. You know what I mean? I feel like I owe you right now. <laughs> exactly, man. Um, that was amazing. And I think, uh, you know, the common thing when it, when we talk about how he just defined who Jay was, how he defined who I was a couple of days ago. Uh, it's all about finding the threads. You know, he took specific events all throughout life, put them together and found a thread, the common thread that tied everything together. So when you're talking about defining who you are, that's what you want to get back to. That's what you want to yeah. do. And you, you have to use your resources because if you're at a point where you don't you don't really know that common thread one you need to get somebody uh like myself that can kind of go through and help you with that but um start with your parents your grandparents or just people that have known you since you were a child and find out from them hey what types of things that i like to do if if you can't recall you got to go through and 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 find out from them start from there um a lot of you are out there i won't say wasting your time but you're going out there and you're doing Ancestry.com, trying to figure out, oh, where do I come from and who was, yeah, family tree is great, but going back, you know, five, six generations, what was important to them and what made them them at that time, eh, there may be some carryover in the DNA, but those of you that have siblings or that you have uh, people in your same generation, you're so different from one to the next that you, you would be better off doing that discovery of yourself, finding out the many layers of you. Exactly, man. If you definitely want the man, Coach K, to help you uh, define yourself, titles, threads together, hit us up. 13 floor. 500 a pop. Let's go. <laughs> 13 floor at flagology.com. 13 floor at flagology.com. We're going to help you find those threads to make up who you are, ladies and gentlemen. Great discussion, guys, man. I love that, man. Uh, We're going to be continuing on with this uh, series based on self-discovery. We're going to talk about accepting who you are next week, next week, where we'll be bringing back on Purvis. Uh, He was on before when we talked about uh, mental mental illness within our community. Um, After that, we're going to be getting into presenting who you are and then sustaining 
that person going into the new year. So definitely, definitely stay in tune with us. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at 13th Floor Please, on Facebook at 13th Floor Please. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. You can catch the video cast on Facebook and YouTube. Definitely stay connected with us so you can get all of those good nuggets going into all that. that. All of that. All. Frisco Freezy, we coming your way, man. What you got for us this week for the Fresh Jam? Well, you know, K's been doing a good job, uh, you know, pretty much breaking down the whole situation today. And the way he's talking pretty much is like an icon. So with that being said, I've decided to take it to one of our younger um, hip-hop artists, a young man by the name of Jaden Smith, actually pretty much impressed me on this song i haven't listened to that album yet man i'm slacking hey you know what he 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 actually really impressed me he did what he did it though because i actually think yeah and i actually think a lot like um think a lot i i actually respect him as especially a star kid who Mm -hmm. is doing it in a a real way i love him in uh the get down that yeah. song was was pretty good, man. I, that's what has me wanting to listen to the album to get to see what more it is. Well, and, and look, hey, those are uh, himself and Willow. Um, they, her album was really they drop well. they drop albums around the same time. Mm. Uh, I do have but, questions about Willow, and I'm sorry, Fresh, we got you on hold, but I mean, y'all just told it to the same. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this at all. Um, Where did her British accent come from? I don't know where that British accent came from, but 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 here's what I'll tell you. And it ties into what I was going to say. Their parents do a great job of allowing them. Is that an ear on the side of your screen? Their parents do a great job of allowing them to discover who they are. Oh, yeah. And, and, and act on it. Oh, yeah. Uh, bro, it's a painting, but I tell you, like, <laughs> it, it, it looked like an ear and some hair. That's a pain. Go back over. Go back over. Go back over. No, 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 no. Go the, the other way. way. The other way. The other way. The other direction. No, the other way. Like right there. Right there. <laughs> it looked like just the side of somebody's head. He's not lying. Yeah, just that's the that's, that's the honey do list right there. I haven't gotten to that one yet. I got a lot of other stuff done though. Love you, Chris. Fresh. What you got yes. for us this week, baby? Back to what I was saying. Speaking <laughs> like Icon, the name of the song is Icon. The man is Jaden Smith. Uh, the album is Sire. I definitely uh, suggest you you give it a listen uh, if you haven't had the opportunity. So, yeah. Icon. And we don't own this. We're just trying to give Jaden some love. That's it. Just trying to show some, some love and respect, especially for the youngins. You know, they always say I go with the old school too much. So I decided to come back and bring him young. What you call an icon living? Start a record label, Miss Fish just did it. Nylon, couple five minutes. Whoa, we are too hot in the business. About to make a movie independent. Need new trucks independent. I need you to listen to the vision. All your verses sound like dirty dishes. I'm about to clean them in the kitchen. And we making money by the minute. I'm about to do a way different. I am just an icon living. I am just an icon living. I, I, I call living. All your verses sound like dirty I am not a Mayan, I'm a menace. It's wild, you can lie like a professor. I don't got the time to put you on a stretcher. Stretcher. I am here and I still flex. I am just an icon living. Shut a record label, Miss Fish just did it. Whoa, I'm high star, couple five minutes. Whoa, we are so hot in the business. Last verse was before the award show. Icon tatted on my torso. Me and Moy dipping in the porcelain. What? I ain't even taking on tour, so what? Uh, damn. Last girl signed the divorce, so what? Now I'm focusing, we about to all blow up. We just trying to make the whole crowd go nuts, what? There it is. We don't know no one like Yeah, you know, just a little taste. Uh, again, like I said, Jada Smith, album is Sire. That song right there was called Icon, Young Icon Work. Y'all go ahead and make sure to check that out. Fresh Jam of the Week by your boy Freezy. There it is. There it is. Who's filling in for Mr. Faison? Oh, oh. oh what Yo, really? Grinds J. Dayski. What? Uh, well, it's more so. I just got a question for you guys. Like, how do y'all? You got feel, questions. How do y'all? How do y'all deal with panhandlers? Because I would have oh. there. Oh, panhandlers. What is that? 
Pe- beggars. Begging for money. Asking for change. People Soliciting for money. Yeah. Oh, Carol talks to them. I can answer that for him. He has deeply. Uh, yeah, Carol deep doesn't mind. Like, yo, I was at I was at Walmart. I was doing you know some shopping real quick. I was on Sunday on Sunday, and I'm headed to my car. And my man walk up to me. Yo, me and my wife were stranded. Hit she in the car over there. Wow, they so doing we're... that at every Walmart across America. Okay, I feel like the fact that you just said that. Because I mean, literally the same. <laughs> but he wow. Said, he was like, "Yo, we, you know, we're basically on fumes. I'm trying to get to Portsmouth, which is like 35, 40 minutes away." I'm like, "Man, you know, he's like, you got any change?" I was like, "Yeah, I had eight dollars. I was giving a five, but I was like, you know what? In the spirit of giving, I'm gonna give you the whole eight. You got it. It's yours." He's like, "Yo, I appreciate you. Dap me up, everything." I get to my car, feeling good by myself. Mm-hmm. I turn around. Mm-hmm. I see this same dude. Mm-hmm. I can't hear him. But he doing the same hand motions. Like, you know what I mean? The exact same, like he was rehearsed. I'm like, mm-hmm. didn't you just, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, how y'all, how do y'all do? Do y'all just give in hopes that, you know what I mean? Because it's not like I couldn't go get him food. Like he wouldn't I won't food. lie. I'm, I'm definitely assess the situation, but normally nine times out of 10, I'm a, I don't have any change because I'm, I'm really am normally a, a, a card like and like yeah, you know, that I don't and now with my watch I'm I'm really more like I don't have any type of cash on me regardless you know I'll be in this cryptocurrency they're gonna be hitting y'all with the hey send it to my Venmo send hey. it to my cash <laughs> <laughs> if you if you can uh afford a card swiper Jack <laughs> or or you can whip out the phone <laughs> to be able well you can just put your pin number up in here like uh, again another reason why I'm not letting you have any money so for me I go ahead Kay. no you got it uh, I was gonna say I assess the situation as well uh it used to happen to me so much in Miami and I used to have questions because I'm like okay dude you asking me for cash your shoes are way too clean for you to be asking me for money your uh, your beard, your haircut, your your line—you just don't look like you you're doing bad right now. So I don't really know that. How bad get... are you, Wrigley? Exactly. But, but it's, it's how long you been out of work, Chief? A week, two weeks? No, oh, that ain't long. <laughs> that ain't long. Enough. You ain't hurt. You ain't hurt. No. But typically, if I have food, I give food away. No questions asked. Um, I'm not one to carry a whole lot of cash either. Um, so I typically just give them whatever I got as far as food. Situation was rough because I ain't have. You know, I was walking with just gas in my cart. You know what I mean? Like I didn't. Like you got gas. You know what I mean? So it was, it was, it was, it was, what, what you got, case? Uh, I would say it's a case by case situation for me. Um, some people, I think, that is their way of actually just having interaction. So there's some people that I just try to talk to to find out how they even got. Hey, how'd you get to this point? Like, how'd you get here? I try to understand that. Um, there's other people that you know right away when they're not really going through any hard times, any struggle, they, they can't even answer that question. Hmm. And those are the people that's like, all right, I don't have any cash. I don't have any change. Have a good day. But if you, if you can start telling me how you got to that, then normally I might give you something. So in those conversations, do you feel like it was a concerted effort to get to that point? Because I used to subscribe to that for a very long time. I was just like, yo, it is super hard in America to end up homeless. It's not It's not hard. It's, it's easy. Like, it, it, man, again, you have to think about if you're out there chasing the what? and you don't have a support system or people around you to help you when the what goes wrong, um, it's easy, you know? One one, one, one or two bad decisions for some people. Life life will smack you in the face, man. If you don't have that, like you said, support system or that any foundation to stand on or to fall on, really, um, that's really what it is. It's easy. You ain't got nothing to fall back on. Nothing to fall back on, and because you chasing what's the point? A a, a lot of these folks, man, that they they have true mental issues, and the mental issues are rooted in 
they don't know who they are. Trauma and stuff. And so that's why that's how I got away from it. You know what I'm saying? Like understanding that you know, or seeing so much of it and then like understanding how, you know, you got war veterans out there sometimes. You have people that, you know, just lost it all from a bad investment or whatever. But when I was younger, man, it was hard to get me to understand how you ended up homeless, man. Like I, I was sorry for it. Yeah. Reckless. I was, thinking, I was like, <laughs> exactly. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, what are you doing? But 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 you see and 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 Wendy doesn't understand I didn't always know that this is why I did it but um, people place who they are mm-hmm. in the things that have happened to them and 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 what and what they have and when they lose that then that's it you know they don't know what to do they're they're lost they they have nothing to fall back on like even um, you know some of our veterans that was their life you know that time in the military was their life because Look, you, you you know you had this much money coming in. You got a bonus for this, a bonus for that, um, and that was your life. And then when that comes to an end, all of a sudden, like you don't have somebody giving you orders. You you don't have you don't have those checks you coming have, in anymore. You have free time, and you don't understand when somebody's not putting you where yeah. you're supposed to go. It's just like um, you, you, there are so many people who get into the 13th grade syndrome and are lonely at at once you get out of school and people don't have to socialize with you you are at work and people don't have to care about you if you don't really have friends and really have people to talk to like being lonely can be horrible horrible when you really don't have people to socialize with or somebody really cares just about hey bro what did you eat today or you know what song do you like you want to go to the movies those type of just general things when you are somebody who gets into that tunnel of wow it's just like nobody cares about me i don't have any family who's calling me i don't have friends all of that that and again it's why it's so important of discovering who you are because that is linear and it goes through your whole existence and you can always fall back on that as long as you have that you can always be a valuable contributor to something to something there it is that was a great group closing i don't know Carol. did you want to add to that i thought that was phenomenal hey look man i don't have to add to that i'll put it to you this way um sammy davis jr has a song and um part of the lyrics say um, if I can't be right for me, how can I be right for anybody else? And I would take it one step further. If you can't be right for you, how can you be right for any other thing or person? Um, yeah, cat daddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you're listening to us on the iTunes, the Google Play, SoundCloud, at 13th Floor, please, on Instagram and Facebook. But that's it. We're done here on the 13th floor, baby, where the furniture isn't always the best. But the views are amazing. Hollow Kings, boys. We got to get this win. We will. Now, we got to get this time to flex. You on me, bro. Don't worry about it.